Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's Bud Pod 231. 231. You be... You be dumb. You be dumb, baby. You be dumb not to listen to Bud Pod every week. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I quite like the asymmetric uh, appearance of 231. Oh, asymmetric. What sort of As, what mm. do I mean asymmetric? It's so close to 123 or 321. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's it's just 123 just not a bit out of order. It's so nearly it's so nearly right. It's so nearly our old friend 123 <laughs> or our slightly more uh, um stressful friend 321. Oh, much more stressful. 123 that's um that's the number from our youth. We we we've known one two three the longest. Mm. First sequence of numbers you ever learned in life. One two three. Yeah, one three two oh. one. That, what's that? Your first sports day, maybe first time you hear it. Yeah, it's it's uh, leading up to some sort of little explosion or or, or beginning. Whereas yeah, one two three Terrifying. is all in pastel colors. One two three is all about potential. It's all about building. It's all about things can only get better. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> now something terrible is kind of coming. Yeah, someone's about to pop a balloon. <laughs> uh, Pierre, yesterday I was in St. Albans. Yeah. Beautiful St. Albans. Uh, having lunch with our friend Emerald. And at the table next to us, we're in this beautiful garden. A Thai restaurant there has a back garden. You Ooh. sit in the garden and you look, look out on St. Albans Cathedral. Lovely town, St. Albans. And, and a man and his son got up and said hi. And the man said, uh, uh, I'm a big Piano Valley fan. <laughs> Did you say, and no, I'm son, the other one? Yeah, I said, yeah, uh, no, it's not, that's not me. I said, you idiot. And I threw my, my, my drink on, <laughs> on him. And his son, who is... Um, an adult man. Oh, I see. A nice adult man named Max. Shout out to Max. Um, he's a he's a pod bud. Oh. So, I had I had lunch next to a pod bud and his dad. Pod dad. Pod bud and pod dad. Oh, that's yeah, great. That was on Sunday. So wait, was the dad a fan of mine without being a pod bud? Yes, he was a big fan of the Frank Skinner radio show. Ah, see, now those are the two generations. There's the Frank Skinner radio show ah. generation and then the pod, the Bud Pod generation. There is a divide. It was, yeah, it was your demographic pincer movement in action. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Frank, Frank Skinner uh, from the the upper ages pod bud bod for the lower ages and, and you, you you're pincing pincering your audience together from from either end yes that's right whether they're between 25 and 35 or between 35 and 50 <laughs> <laughs> you're herding them like sheep 
from either end into the middle. Yeah, I wonder if... I, come by, come by, you come, Yeah, exactly. Do you think either of us will ever have youth appeal, or are we just uh, appealing to people who are sort of 21 and up from now on, frozen forever? Will I ever have youth appeal? I Sometimes I meet very young fans, like kids, and their parents will come up and say, little Timmy loves you. Yeah. Or little Timmy loves you on Taskmaster. And I'm always I'm always surprised when when very young young kids well, like me I'm like we got to remember we're uh, we're meeting the fucking massive comedy nerds of their generation we're meeting ourselves in that moment I guess I guess I mean thank God for them because it means you know it means we've got an audience in twenty years time hopefully if those people make enough friends at uni or in sixth form when people start to like smart stuff and then recommend our stuff. Mm, then maybe yeah that's our only hope is these dorky little obi-wans you're our only hope because <laughs> i i remember i lo- i've always loved comedy and i remember the, the transition around gcse's where suddenly the guys in my year started to realize that comedy was good or funny and that there was loads of it and that i knew i, I was like the comedy version of someone who knows a lot of music i could recommend music Right, yeah, yeah. You were a comedy DJ. I was a comedy DJ, but up to that point, I was Spinning just a tracks. fucking loser nerd who liked this weird thing yeah. too much. Right, yeah. I, I got into comedy really. Well, and I always loved. I really loved comedy shows as a kid and stuff. But stand up, I just discovered stand up on YouTube when I was sixteen. Yeah. And I just became obsessed with with that specific form of comedy. And of course, I watched Simpsons every day for my entire life. Yes. Um, recently watched a great couple episodes of Simpsons. You know, on on Channel Four, is it on the Saturday morning or whatever? It's like five episodes of Simpsons back to back or something. <laughs> is it still? Yeah, and then there's two really good episodes, and then one episode. And Pierre, the quality of the illustration was really high. Oh no! It was really crisp. No. It was really modern drawings. Oh no! And of course, there, there were yeah, shadows. Like, oh, no. There were shadows under the eyelids. <laughs> yeah there's so much detail and like and the, like deep rich colors uh, well not deep rich colors but like crisp computerized yeah. colors and i thought oh no it's a really new episode and it was just weird and did bad. it suck yeah it wasn't good it wasn't good man well they just they just act so weird in those uh, new episodes what flavor of bad was it just constants of non sequiturs and yeah sort of unfinished jokes and a lot of like visual set pieces in this episode they just had to use up a lot of petrol because they need to keep buying petrol on the chance they'd win something for buying 10 gallons of petrol right and so there's a sequence of homer driving around in the car and just like okay having the car up on concrete blocks and and just riding out the engine just trying to spend petrol and just all these different ideas on how to waste petrol and it wasn't it's like after the first few you're like oh, yeah i get it it's it just it. like they're a big trying, list trying to waste petrol yeah it was it was a listicle and uh, it just didn't really work yeah. but I've got, of course the golden rule with simpsons is you want the yeah you want the quality of animation to be good but not too good you yeah. want it that weird ratty bart looks ill first couple of scenes no it, homer talks like this there's a kind of horribleness yeah, to his voice really upsetting no you don't want that. but also you don't want fucking disney plus crisp <laughs> pixar <laughs> level 
You it's so funny that there's a type of animation where you can look at it and it looks great and you just go, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to suck. It looks nice. It's going to suck. <laughs> Are you saying that The Simpsons is like an Asian, uh, an East Asian restaurant? Right. The more effort they've put into the aesthetic, the, the worse it's going to be. I was in such a restaurant in Chinatown last night. I won't give its name away because it was fine, but they sold buns mainly, uh -huh. and, like steamed buns and stuff. And beautiful aesthetic. They had an old kind of like swoopy Chinese wood thing with the backlit, you know, the race of nice backlit Chinese sign that they put in ah. like a Chinese themed speakeasy or whatever. Yes. And it's got a Chinese symbol right next to the English translation in sort of low key, uh, lowercase writing and all that kind of shiku vibe and each bun had a beautiful red pressing of the chinese character of what was in the bun so if it was pork it had the chinese oh. character for pork on top and beautiful and the food was kind of fine and the waiters were broadly not chinese oh no which is not in a necessity but it, 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 there's it's rare you go to a chinese restaurant and all the staff are not Chinese, and it tastes amazing. It's, it's a bad sign. It's, it's like when you see a guy who's got a car that's like a red car, but one of the doors is white. It doesn't mean he's a bad <laughs> driver, but... Yeah, you'll still, you'll still get to the destination, but it won't feel right. You'll, you'll be like, uh, <laughs> it just feels more likely that something's not going to be great. It's funny, isn't it? It's a, a business goes like, we're going to put so much effort into getting a kind of edible red stamp. Yes. That we're going to... No, we're going to kind of phone it in with what we're actually stamping. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they're just aware... You, I guess value comes in pillars, right? And you've got aesthetic value and sort of food quality value. And as long as one pillar is high enough, you'll guarantee a certain amount of custom. I guess a, a, a restaurant where the value pillar of aesthetic is, is at 100 and all the others are at sort of zero is like one of those only for Instagram, like solid gold steak bullshit restaurants, right? Yeah. That would, that would yeah, be exactly. a, a restaurant where they go, people are still coming here to eat this like cold food, bad food, mm. but it's because it looks amazing and it's got like c celebrities and maybe it's somehow for money laundering at a high level. It's it, And it's got the aesthetic and the location where an, uh, an influencer will do a sort of sweep on it on their Instagram video and go like, this place in London serves uh, tacos right over St. Paul's. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's a beautiful view and then a single shot of taco and you have the taco and it's uh, uh, like it's from Tesco. It's like doughy, yeah. But like on the way in, a, a, a former heavyweight boxing champion greeted you. <laughs> and you think, this can't be kosher. This can't be right. Yeah, that's it. I... Yeah, is there is there a stand up equivalent to all aesthetic no quality? <laughs> oh, I mean, of course. Is that possible? You knew there was an answer that as you asked the question, you needed many answers. I think it is harder. To yeah. be fair, I think I think comedy is about as meritocratic as an entertainment form, an entertainment industry can be. It's very because the, the for the fundamental effect that is required to qualify 
can't be faked you can't fake laughing something you can't really fake finding something funny yeah you can't even even people who are very biased in favor of who's on stage can only fake laugh for so long yes yeah so i think it is pretty meritocratic but as as ever our old friend halo effect Ah. can can help you if someone's hot enough or charismatic enough or has the right stage present on the right amount of confidence they they can they can patch over uh, some pretty ropey jokes yes for sure. i worry sometimes that uh i'm i i'm t- i'm too well dressed and sexy do you uh, and that i distract from my my jokes because you can and that people people can't even hear it they just hear a white <laughs> noise because you can just see people on the front row rubbing their thighs together and squirming with lust yeah that's it that's it and it's um and i have to dress down like i'm in prince and the pauper or something you know i've got to um (laughs) and it's a shame it's a shame but you you do what you must i uh i think you have to i won't i won't say who but someone that we both know once got um at least for a period extremely muscly arms and he he oh, had yeah. to cover his muscly arms on stage because it was too distracting, not in a sexy way, but because it made him seem like a kind of alpha male. Right. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's hard. It's hard to take self-deprecating humor from a an absolute beef. Yeah, from someone who looks like they get they're gonna get, like someone who looks like when they go to the beach and flex their biceps, women in bikinis just appear and start hanging off them. <laughs> Like in an old post. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, or like whenever they turn up at the beach, they're just in, in everyone's head. It starts going, just like kind of sexy fifties like surfer jock. Like, yeah. So the, this person that we, we know had to start wearing long sleeve things or hoodies, um, to seem less absolutely sh- uh, shredded and, and muscly and cool and sexy because the material was like, oh, what is it like, eh, life? And everyone was like, well. You- our lives are not like yours. You're just a. Presumably, you just wonder about getting compliments and free money. Um, Actually, uh, in St. Albans, the, the, the dad, Max's oh, dad. Oh, yeah. I think I didn't catch his Shout name. out to Max and his he mysterious said, father. He said I was. He said I was. Um, he said I was looking quite buff. Oh. But he took that away by saying, not like when you're in Taskmaster. Huh, that was the wrong outfit for then, wasn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> And I was like, oh. You say, did you say, are you saying I've lost weight on my dick and balls? <laughs> I think he probably meant the tightness on the rest of my body during that time. But it's funny because when I was in the studio, I feel like that was my slimmest ever. I feel like that was me. That was my slay era. I was slaying so hard in, but then in Taskmaster. Like, there's nothing so merciless as a skin tight one piece outfit. It's true. It's true. But I am looking broadly. The other day, Jamali Maddox said I had broad shoulders. Hey, it made it made my day. I think and shout out to Jamali Maddox, ni- nicest man in the industry. Very nice man. Always, always got a nice thing to say, and always very zen. Always keeps yeah. Always keeps a watch on everyone's shoulders. That's what I like about Jamali. He's always keeping track of people's shoulders. He's on shoulder he watch, twenty four seven. Yeah, I'm just flexing right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can see, but no one else. I can, can kind of see, but you're too close to the camera for me to assess. But you're a big guy, which is what people are always surprised by. Partially because maybe you don't, there's nothing to compare you with on stage. Partially because they 
slightly unfairly presume that because you're part East Asian, you're going to be short? I mean, that's almost entirely it, I think. I think people always picture East Asian guys as, as smaller. Yeah, whereas you are six foot two? I like to say six foot one, six foot two after Pilates. <laughs> but I, yeah, I always, I'm sort of between that. Those yeah. Two. A weird thing that annoys me, and it shouldn't annoy me, but it does annoy me. I, my, I always say I'm six one, and people will go, no, you're six two. Because I'm tall. I'm six two. I, I swear, I don't know why this happens all the time. You keep me. meeting a tall girl. Go, I'm six two. <laughs> you're, you're six two. And I'm like, I'm not, man. I've checked. I think I know my own height. I'm six one. And I think what it, what it is is they don't want to admit that or accept that they are actually six one. Yeah, or or they're not wearing shoes or something, and they're going, no, 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 no. I I have shoe height. <laughs> I think I'm shrinking because of my shitty back. I think I'm becoming decrepit. Are you, are you getting a hunch? I on? think I'm getting a kind of weird hunch now. Yeah. I think I'm going to oh, become no. all curved over like Mr. Burns. Have you been losing inches? I don't know. I feel more stooped. It happens, man. My grandfather was a very tall man on my mom's side, very tall man. And, you know, he, he really, the stoop, the stoop can really take a lot. It can take feet off you by the end. Yeah. I saw a lady the other day coming out of the tube and she was, she looked like the L Tetris piece. Whoa. Fully bent so in like, half. Oh my god, yeah. I remember I once saw a lady w- walking across Edge Road who was so old and sort of hunched that she was literally looking at the ground as she This walked. is it, that's what this lady and was. She doing. just walked out into the road and this is like an A road. Like it's Edgeware Road. Yeah. It's really busy. And and it was I think I was walking past her. I don't know if I told this story, but I was walking past her and I sort of my mind just noted old lady bending over, walking past you. And then it took like two seconds for me to compute that she was walking in an odd direction because I'd never seen anyone walk in that, that direction. I realized I'd never seen anyone walk in that direction because she was literally walking perpendicular to this very busy big With road, no crossing. Which you can't cross. Yeah, you can't. there's no crossing. And like just as, it's, as I realized, I turned around and a guy came running out of the shop and like had to run in front of her and like with his hand stop cars because they were just, they were just coming. She was literally looking at the ground. Walking oh through. my God. Yeah, normally almost took her out. What would you have done if uh, she got hit by a car and just immediately went crack and was like standing upright and that was what she needed? <laughs> Doing cartwheels and bouncing up and down. <laughs> like Willy Wonka, yeah. yeah. She did a forwards roll and then sprang up healthier than ever. <laughs> Everyone like, wow, dropping the stuff and running into the road. All these cars. <laughs> it's a miracle. Everyone's like jumping up with this perfect posture. Yeah, everyone just kind of like, this was the secret to good health all along letting ourselves get it tapped a little bit just like a like a vaccine just a little bit of getting called, hit by a car it's called chiropractic 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 is that what's called chiropractic it's got to be called chi- mm. chiropractic 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 is it real chiropractic London's gone chiropractic crazy. <laughs> is chiropractic real? Oh, God, I got to look this yeah, up. Yeah, it's going to bug me chi- as well. Chiro. Chi- Surely practic. Chiropractic. Huh? Chiropractic. Chiropractic. 
I think it's chiroprac- chiropathy. 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 Chiropathy, apparently. That doesn't sound right. I don't like that no, at all. No, no, Chirotherapy? Chiro- I hate this. Maybe chirotherapy again. Is it real? Is it real? I, I've had my car my car cracked. I've had my back cracked uh, a few times when I had really bad low back pain. It helps for two hours and then it's bad again. Uh-uh. I don't know how real it is, man. It's when we don't know anything about the back. We suck at medicine and we've been doing it for so long. And we still don't, so long. We still don't know so much about so many basic things like the back. I just remember in that Two and a Half Men, a sitcom that looking back is like a, a, a hellish and strange, a sort of mad fever dream that it even existed. Um, the the loser dad was a chiropractor. Ah, what a dweeb! Yeah, but the, <laughs> and they were constantly being like, "Oh, it's not real. It doesn't exist." And uh, like, oh, really? Yeah, huh. That was like a joke that they would say to him to annoy his character. Yeah. So, hmm. what can I say? Phil, the the chilling sitcom Two and a Half Men removed my faith in a chiropractor. <laughs> what uh. can I say? chiropractors hate this one weird sitcom <laughs> doesn't it seem weird though looking back that there could be a sitcom where it was just two in their own way quite sinister men and an unsettling boy and that was basically it <laughs> that's the golden age of sitcoms man <laughs> back when half men were half men yeah exactly <laughs> Speaking of men, I don't know how, I mean, this is a while back now, but it's mad considering the tone of this podcast. We, we've not brought up the Prigozhin plane thing. Did we not? No, never. It was so, it's verging on slapstick, the inevitability with which it happened, where it was like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But at the same time, it was so obvious that it had happened. It's like, wow, he did it. He finally did it. It's kind of like when something something big happens in a show like a big spectacle happens in a show and you you're like wow wow okay it actually did it but also you're like this doesn't surprise me in a story context yeah 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 he finally got sick of that guy and executed him in game of thrones you go yeah it's like yeah exactly it's like the last it's like the battle episode of game of thrones you go oh right okay so they actually did do it yeah but i we all knew this was coming yeah and you're only interested like oh how did he do it in the end yeah. Of the sort of four methods, yeah. I can't believe the entire Wagner High Command were just on a plane, just chilling, just having little fucking tiny Diet Cokes. <laughs> it's such a bad idea to put them all on one plane. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, yeah, do you think they got a discount or something? It's like, like e- a really suspicious e- discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, the sandwiches on this plane are only seven pounds. <laughs> hey, this is too good to be true, and then it blew up. Oh man. Well, I mean, we sound very out of date bringing it up, but I just, I just, I just felt like a real uh, oversight from from the War Boys. From the War Boys, that's true. Comedian Helen Bauer. Well, character, character, character. Well, look, Phil. The the other bomb that went off in midair that we haven't discussed is that person who shat a plane back to the ground. Of course, this is an even more Bud Pod story. Yeah. A a plane in America. Where was it flying from? Like Chicago to. Paris or something? It was like Atlanta to Paris or something weird. Or? That's right, Atlanta to Paris. What Had a to flight. Turn around, but 
two hours in because someone someone had such bad diarrhea they had it across the whole plane throughout the plane they sh- they're shat all over the yeah plane. and then you, you can hear the the call to radio control to air control is like uh we have a biohazard situation yeah <laughs> I, I guess it but is a biohazard imagine shitting a plane out of the sky <laughs> the bum that brought down a plane <laughs> anti-aircraft bum at terror at 30,000 there feet. was a semi-disclosure that it was a lady <gasps> a twist in the tail well so i said to you i think i certainly said to some people at the time it's got to be someone in shorts or a lady because trousers would have would have uh, yes trousers would not allow saved. for this kind of hundred meter trail of shit or whatever that's it you look at the trail and you go what were they already undressed <laughs> running to the toilet yeah exactly were they already naked running through through the plane going let me through let me through let me through i think yeah exactly so must have been much more easy access than than trousers it just looks it just looked like an enormous uh uh uh, one of those machines they use to paint highway lines had just been filled with (laughs) shit and driven down the middle of a plane can you imagine, like, how do you even cover your face for that flight back to the airport? <laughs> how do you even, do you just stay in the toilet? Do you knock on the pilot's cabin and say, can I come in? Can I sit with you guys? Because yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. I just be, that, I just be. Well, I'd you mean if you were the. If, be locked into a cabinet. If you were the shitter. Yeah, I'd be pulling out the door handles. Let me, let me out. Like while we're still in the air. Let me out. <laughs> Cro- cross check, whatever it is you have to do. I heard the announcement. What does it do? <laughs> Unlock and cross check. Whatever it is, let me out. <laughs> As you ran down the aisle shitting, you're trapped in here with me. <laughs> what if you cobbled together a sort of chainmail balaclava from loads of the eye masks a chainmail balaclava okay so you tie up all the so you just oh from the sleep masks. yeah all the eye masks on the plane ah so like i say chainmail right, is in like face. they'd be like layered right like down your face like lamella armor on a samurai mm. like like uh roof tiles yes yes yeah okay a shame veil Yes, a shame veil made of sleeping masks. It would only take, what, four to sufficiently obscure your identity. Yeah. What would you do? How would you... Is that how you'd handle it? You just sit there and just like, just perfectly still in your chair with a bunch of face masks? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Looking like the invisible man do with you, his bandages. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think if that person had just shat their seat, the flight would have had to turn around? I think maybe they'd have figured it out. I think they'd have wiped it up and cleaned it up and try and just said, don't let anyone know about it. I this. think they'd have moved a bunch of the people. And I'll give you another Diet Coke. Yeah, within, <laughs> within the effect radius, they would have bumped them up to first class and they could have like dealt with your chair. I think they had to, it's probably because they shat the plane. <laughs> down the entire corridor that it became a biohazard because now now the the staff can't move up and down the corridor without treading in feces now you can't move the trolley now no one else can get ah. up 
Ah, okay, yeah, now it makes sense, yeah. And it's all fucking aerated and it's recycled air, so the whole plane is just like a poo tube now, a big tube of poo. <laughs> I mean, it's a fart tube at the worst of times. It's a fart tube at the best of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, can you imagine a diarrhea tube in the sky with diamonds? <laughs> diarrhea? <laughs> now there's a cover. Lucy in the sky with diarrhea. Ah, oh, of course. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I would have endeavored to try and um, contain the the mass. Put put your trouser in your legs in your in, in your, your socks. immediate area. Yeah, in my immediate area. Then mm-hmm. I I could have worn a sort of a sort of um, sleeping least... blanket sarong off the plane. <laughs> or or at least use the vomit bag they give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cack in the bag. You just pop it under there. You pop it, pop it, just pop yourself over the vomit bag. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Shit in your own bag before shitting in someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that she got that out and went, no, it says it's labeled for vomit. She really respects the rules. <laughs> what was wrong with her guts that it was that bad and explosive and that she didn't try and deal with it earlier? This is the thing, Phil. Poo shame takes out more women than it saves. Right. So do you think if she she had the lack of shame of a man, she would have been calmer? She would have just slowly walked it over to the bathroom or plopped it into the vomit bag? I think she'd... Or just kept it in a chair. I think she'd have exploded her ass earlier. Right. I right, think right. she would have oh, walked yes. up to the air steward at that point where you know where you start to develop cold beads of sweat on your upper lip. <laughs> the telltale sign. Yeah, and you go, uh oh, my lip is sweating. It's time to shit myself. And I think uh, a man would have been more socially happy, especially in a country like America, to just walk up to a steward and say, I know the signs are still on, but you need to let me in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> you need to do this now. Because they can do it, they just don't want to. I know the seatbelt sign is still yeah. on, but if anything, that's just squeezing the problem and making it worse. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like, oh, someone shat in the toilet when the seatbelt sign was on. Now the pilot said to kill himself. <laughs> it's not connected. It's just a safety thing because there's no belt on the loo. Um, but you just have to say, like, look, feel free to say no to me if you're expecting turbulence worse than a plane covered in shit. Yeah, These are your pick choices. Your poison. Choose well. <laughs> I think a, I think a big horrible trucker of a man would have done that. Right, right. Whereas a dainty lady, a nice lady who doesn't, yeah, who doesn't want to admit Until that it's too late. Her 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 torso is full of boiling turds. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to admit that to anyone. Never mind. Uh, an, a, a medium authority figure like an air steward well pierre do you know who does want to admit boiling turds to us <laughs> the listeners our correspondents uh, yeah let's do it uh, Ta. ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ring so how many planes have our loyal podbirds shat this week well we- how many have they taken out of the sky with their bum email from eric eric Spell it out to us. Uh, Eric says, Dear Pill and Fear. That's a classic. Classic is a nice one. Uh, sorry in advance for... Oh, yeah? quickly, listener Rebecca pointed out that w- when we thought, when someone said, um, was it Philippines and Pierru? Yeah. They weren't going for Nauru. They are going for Peru. Oh, of course. I don't know how we missed that. I think because the Philippines made us think of islands in the Pacific, right? In that area, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're growing, we're learning. We'll read. We'll read. We'll, we'll read, read about Peru. Uh, sorry to ask for a long email, but here are some highbrow and lowbrow topics I thought you'd be interested in. I'll start with a hi. I'm a long-term historian with a similar past to you guys. My whole family is from the U.S., but I grew up in Indonesia and then mainly Ecuador, and now I live in Hong Kong. International man of mystery. Eric, Um, you dog. Eric says, have you guys ever heard the term third culture kid? It's someone who grew up. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, all the time. My book is often uh, spoken about as a a book about the third culture kid experience. So So you grew up outside your passport country or the country of your parents like us. Uh, It's pretty interesting how many unifying characteristics tck's have with each other regardless of which countries they've lived in i think that's true yes for one the american accent which we weirdly all get yes, yes a slight twang or, or americanization generally it's a wang twang you get a wang mm. twang it's also distinct from someone who moved to a new country as an adult because moving as a child without agency has more of an impact on one's development also just cultural exposure yeah and it's also during a formative time so those things mold you those experiences they mold those you mold um so eric eric points us in the direction of the i don't know if you know this the famous amazon review of the five pound bag of sugar-free haribo gummy bears no i don't know it's this. a very famous review about how much they made someone shit themselves what yeah oh it went viral in like 2015 i think 2016 this passed me by okay do you think to me... This and the entire Twilight series. Yeah, man. To me, Phil, this is old news. Okay, okay. 
Well, but do you tell it to me with new new eyes? Okay, so and the new do you think eyes. it's worth reading out this lady's review? It is for me. Okay, I'll do it. I'm so, apologies to any podbuds who know the story well, but I don't. Um. Okay, I think this is the one. Oh no, this isn't even on the one I thought of. Ah, there's a second Amazon Harry Bow shit yourself story. Well, no, there's loads because like the the okay. So the thing with these Harry Bows is that they um. They are sugar free, right? Yeah. Or low sugar, and they're full of sweeteners, which causes diarrhea. Oh. And because they're Haribo, people are like, oh, there's no sugar in these, so I can just eat these Haribo by the fistful. <laughs> and then they find out that that is yeah. not the case. Um, in the worst way possible. Well, yeah, this is it. Nature finds a way um, to get rid of excess uh, Maybe Haribo. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Uh, I'll I'll put a link in the I'll put a link in the thing and people can read at their leisure because it is very long as well and there's there's more oh, to get okay. through, um, but yes it's a it's a good source of 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 um, toilet related uh, imagery if you want to <laughs> festoon your mind with that. Eric says I would be remiss if I didn't bring up a poo story of my own sort of. Years ago, I taught English here in Hong Kong at an after school tutorial center. Ah. Yeah. The center was located inside a shopping center uh, Classic. in a low-income residential part of Hong Kong. As such, the shopping center was not of the highest quality. Okay. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I'm with the you. The tutorial center had no toilet of its own, so we had to use the shopping center toilets, which I guess are just oh general boy. public toilets. Yeah, and in, in, in a hot Asian country. Ooh, yeah. Uh, it's not where you want to be, a public toilet. Foggy. I mean, it's not, you don't, it's not really where you want to be anywhere, but especially not in a hot, humid Asian country. A humid public toilet is a terrible place. <laughs> it's like the, the biggest version of farting in the shower. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, the humidity in the air, those water particles, so that's the infrastructure to hold the stench. In yes, there. exactly. The stench is... It's like scaffolding for yeah. stench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bum smell is riding the the sort of uh, molecules. Yeah, each one like like the end of Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> yeah, all of them just riding these stink, all the stink particles riding the H two O's. Like flicking their cowboy yeah. hats everywhere. Red sailing right into your open nostril. Uh, so so we had to use the shopping center toilets. The toilets were in a perpetual state of disrepair, with doors hanging off hinges, toilet seats missing, sinks occasionally ripped off the wall, and massive clogs that could only come from some kind of shitty gangbang, considering the size of the pileup. Oh, oh no. You know when there becomes, like sometimes you walk in and there's like an island of shit coming out of the water of the bowl. Peeking through, like the landmass in the origin story of an ancient religion yeah like a, a volcano erupted and that's what we call the island today is this new <laughs> yeah. yeah but it doesn't stop there between my co-workers and i we've seen some shit pun intended i was once forced to retreat before ever reaching the bathroom door due to the extensive we've, we've seen some what sorry pun intended i missed the pun we've seen some shit oh yeah fair enough yeah I was once forced to retreat before ever reaching the bathroom door due to the extensive shit trail on the hallway floor. 
that had been smeared. Sounds like a certain airplane lady. Yes, maybe she was flying to Hong Kong afterwards. <laughs> uh, the calling, her calling card. <laughs> they call her the trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> no one. It's not that we can't find her. It's that no one wants to follow the trail. <laughs> very clever in a way. Uh, due to the extensive shit trail on the hallway floor that had been smeared by a careless shopper's feet. Uh, um, is there anything more vile than like a shoe print and shit? <laughs> it's worse than a footprint, I'd say. Yeah. Or is a footprint worse? Maybe footprint. Uh, no, a footprint's worse. A f- but like, how much poo would there have to be for you to discern human toes? I don't think very much. I think you only need like a bit of the outline, don't you? You need an outline at the top, though. I think it's mainly the ball of the foot that smushes the. I don't. Think you've seen any of the the sketches of Klimt and Sheila, but it turns out you need very little actually before you start to make out <laughs> a person's profile. Yeah. So, and if they're if you know if they're a member of that school of art, then I think you only need a couple of ridges to to, to figure out that it's a bare f- human foot in that. Place. I don't like seeing it when there's a big trail of it because that means that someone like maybe that like some I don't know some old person or some kid or whatever just like spoinked their way through a fucking trail of turds for 10 meters before even realizing, you know. <laughs> um, so Eric continues. Oh, sorry. Bang the microphone there. Eric continues. I once opened a stall door to find a dollop of shit the size of a Ferrero Rocher sitting on the edge of the toilet seat. Ah. Just there. Ambassador. Displaced delicately. <laughs> like a pillow mint. with our compliments a little piece of paper yeah 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 (laughs) um i once genuinely watched the infamous cleaner who would often clean the bathroom while smoking (laughs) wow i mean that's one way to overcome the stench you're just literally burning the methane in front of your face oh or it's like in war movies or some crime movies where when there's a rotten body they they take a cigarette out and snap it in half and jam it in their nostrils oh really did it yeah i've seen that in a film yeah i thought oh that's that's clever that's interesting that's what this guy was doing um he would often clean the bathroom while smoking dip his mop into a toilet to wet it no no (laughs) pierre no no oh my god asian toilets man oh what the hell why do we do this to ourselves asian toilets except japanese how have they done it yeah it's true is it that there's well that's why they well they had to go to war with everyone else (laughs) they've always kind of been the odd ones out in that way i guess is it because there's no middle ground it's like either it's this or it's like a robot cleaning your bum with jets of water (laughs) well it just goes to show you how much the rest of asia prized its freedom from the japanese empire they saw the toilets that they could inherit and they still went no no freedom is better (laughs) <laughs> it is better to stand with a dirty bum than to lie kneeling with a pristine anus. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the price of freedom. You can't <laughs> have a robot clean your bum. Um I'm not sure how this was achieved, but my mate Fergus once went to use a urinal and sure enough there was shit in it. In the urinal. I remember there's a shit in the urinal at my school in Malaysia. The you said, yeah. Toilet, my, my, in my primary school. 
went in to do a wee. Big old dud in the long urinal. Okay. Which is one of those long ones. That's harder one. That's harder than in the individual shelf. Yeah. Like, what do you perch on? You, you're going to put your hand in, in some pee, aren't you? Yeah, or like you, you're going to end up smushing your fucking D&Bs up against the trough edge. Ugh. <laughs> God. Um, according to co-workers, the women's toilet was no better. I didn't really get details because telling was embarrassing enough for them. But used sanitary pads and tampons were frequently found all over. I hear this a lot about women's toilets. What's going on that there? They're actually, they're actually not as pristine as men imagine. Well, yeah, we imagine a sort of, um, you know, ba 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 da ba da ba 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 sort of yeah, water sort of feature. Perfumed marble oasis yeah 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 whereas apparently it's like as bad as guys ones but someone's got a sanitary pad and fucking thwacked it against the wall of a cubicle you know it's a different it's a different set of 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 difficulties i guess it's same problems different materials is it just something to do with shame or there being no bin and someone just looking around with their tampon going oh what do i do with this screw it i'll stick it to the ceiling like do they do people just flip <laughs> no. out? I think they're making. I think I think it has to be intentional. If it's on the ceiling, that's got to be intentional. That's that's a a statement of intent intention. That's a calling card. I guess in our heads it makes less sense because the people we're imagining going in and doing this are like people with office jobs, whereas in reality it's like these are the loos in a in a decrepit shopping mall in a in a bad neighborhood or a, or a, yeah, exactly. a tougher neighborhood exactly. than 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 we're imagining i can't get over the cleaner wetting his mop in the toilet <laughs> I, that's uh, that's so horrible <laughs> that's disgusting oh man. man so eric says it turned out years later that the head of the language center had a key to some secret staff only toilets that none of us knew about <gasps> so they could uh, have been using staff toilets. the one percent mm. this is the one percent Anyway, I could probably get together and uh, with my old co-workers and write a book with all the tales of the Kai Tin shopping center toilets. Um, Kai Tin. I should point out that in Hong Kong, public toilets are readily available everywhere you go and usually in a perfectly acceptable state. Exceptional, even. Ah, oh, there you go. Anyway, thanks so much for all the joy Bud Pot brings, Koji Eric. Thank you, Eric. That is truly hellish. It sounds like the toilet from Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah. Except the guy climbing in is the cleaner. <laughs> what? to wash his to wash his cloths yeah what is the um, urge to mark your environment with your f- bodily I- I- leavings uh yeah i'll never understand it's a kind of protest like we understand. talked about dirty protest yeah week. it's literally dirty protest against your own your own lot in life, your own maybe. society or maybe they just didn't didn't enjoy their english lessons <laughs> maybe just that yeah that's true fucking hell um that's all the time we've got um unless you're a patreon in which case we'll see you in the uh chinese shopping mall exclusive right yeah (laughs) or the exclusive language class oh yeah 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 the exclusive english or the exclusive language class yeah at 5 p.m friday yeah Uh, i am on tour this week i start on tour this week in, in aldershot on Friday the fourth, on Friday the fifteenth, and then Aylesbury on sixteenth. Uh, but then I'm going all over England 
after that until October. So check out my website, see if I'm going to a town near you. Um, I'm similarly on tour starting not this week, but next week, I believe. Uh, let me be sure about that. If you are in London, I'm still selling tickets like a dirty little uh, freak for um, uh, uh, my Leicester Square Theatre show on the 23rd, which would be great if you could come. If you are outside of London, I'm starting on tour on Thursday next week, Oxford. Uh, then Brighton, then Cambridge, then all sorts of things. And then just check my website or my Instagram for more thank you to all the pod buds as well who wrote show me or show us underneath my um picture on instagram so that i had to put my bald face up it was very good of you it was very funny oh yeah i'm gonna think so of some more comments. stuff like that um totally okay um okay love you lot guys okay. see you next time bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.